Hi everyone, and welcome to episode number one of the Other 23 Hours Community Wadcast. My name is Coach Jasmine. You might recognize this week's guests as the cute 6 a.m. couple that rolls in with matching sweaters. Recently crowned second place in the Outwad Love is Love Partner Competition, these two are quite the force to be reckoned with, and I'm so excited to learn more about them, their CrossFit slash fitness journey, and how they spend the other 23 hours of their day. Welcome, Erin and Nora. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. 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 So, cute. so cute. They they do actually come in with matching jackets. It's the first thing I learned about you two. <laughs> yeah, the match of the jackets. Yeah. It's just I, be like spokeswoman for LLB. Yeah. And obsessed with them. But. They're amazing. So I guess my first question for you guys is like, how did you find JP CrossFit? How did that happen? Well, well we um, it was funny because Tim was talking the other day, or maybe it was you. Somebody was saying about how one person, the couple always gets dragged and the other person was the inventor or the person that wanted to come in a couple, but we argue because we can't figure out, we both think that we were the one that found JP CrossFit. <laughs> um, so we don't know. No, no. <laughs> we were doing like Jillian Michael tapes in our yes. living room and um, we would do that for like two months and then we would be like, Ugh, stop doing it. And then we'd do it again for like three weeks and we'd stop doing it. And then we decided we wanted to try it. We joined Mike's at one point and quit because how depressing just on that Stairmaster or whatever. It's like not really like my thing. Mm-hmm. So we just, yeah, no offense to Mike's or people that love doing that. But then we <laughs> <The stair> were, <laughs> <laughs> treadmill just like out the window. I just couldn't handle it. So I think we started looking at like gyms that maybe had like more of a training element or mm-hmm. more of like a coaching like personal trainer situation smaller mm-hmm. class sizes or something like that and I believe that I remembered there was a, J- a CrossFit actually where the circus place is I had this memory of there, seeing a gym over there mm-hmm. but we don't remember no. one of us yeah. talked to the other one into mm-hmm. coming and do you know what we did the first time we ever came what'd you do we showed up we like walked in and like Logan was teaching a class we were like hello could you tell us about CrossFit? He was like, uh, I mean, very nice, of course, but now, like, knowing what was hap- actually happening, and, like, people had just wandered in off the street, I'd be like, what are these people doing? But oh, we, like, couldn't God. get enough information off the internet. I mean, not that it wasn't there, but we were right. just like, what else do we need yeah. to know before we decide that this is going to be the next two years of our life? You know? Well, one of our friends was also doing it. Oh, Jay. Oh, yeah. So we knew that Jay was doing oh. it. We know Jay from uh-huh. some stuff, and then our friend Steph, oh, yeah. and she actually, which... Very, I mean, I think also, you know, because we were nervous about it because all we hear about is like broy and cult, well, all the stuff you hear about it. And a friend of ours started doing it and was loving it. And she actually got the Popeye arms thing, whatever that's called, where like your forearms. Oh, you puff out. Robo- didn't you call it? What's that thing you call it? You people, got swole? Yeah. Got vascular. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And like that on it, she was like, it's terrible. And I was kind of like, wow, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Like, just knowing that we were going to be able to be part of something that would push us in a way that, like, we can't push ourselves, I think was really appealing and about the accountability of, like, coming in and, like, there being something like, oh, you're here or why I haven't seen you in a week. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of accountability we were really interested in because we can really push each other in a great way. We can also be the first people to be like, let's have seven margaritas and never work out. <laughs> totally. Um, so having, like, a community and having a coaches and stuff was really appealing to us. Yeah, what what was your so before coming across what you say you're doing some Julian Michael, Michaels kind of videos, hopping into the gym, <laughs> some stairmaster stuff. What was your growing up like? What was your kind of athletic background, if any? Because mm-hmm. that's not necessarily common with everyone, right? Well, I come from like a bit of a sports family. 
in the sense that my brother's a soccer player from like four till currently as a coach. So okay. his life has been soccer. And my dad like started the soccer, helped start the soccer league in our hometown and like taught him how to play. My brother played professional soccer back when it was like indoor. So like really a lot of athleticism in the family. But I was always the kid that like I tried soccer. I didn't like it. I did swimming for like till, from like eight to 18. But I was like kind of okay at it. Mm-hmm. I did like track. I always finished last. You know, like I just always did athletic stuff. I wasn't a tennis team. I was like great in practice, terrible in a match or whatever. Oh, interesting. So you had like mm-hmm. some performance. Yeah, total kind performance of issues. Stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, I get that. You're but, into the practice. Yeah. That's CrossFit is. Yeah. Just practicing. Yeah, maybe that's right. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I was always in sports, but my brother was such a superstar mm. and like I was more mm. like the brain. So we kind of had different roles and I think we would probably both say like he would be like, you guys only cared about Aaron's school and I would be like, you guys only cared about Chris's sports, but probably they cared about both of us the same. <laughs> but you don't see that when you're like an angsty teen, <laughs> right. you know, or right. child. Totally. Yeah. And what about you, Nora? I, what I yours? nothing. My family did not encourage sports in any way, shape or form. I like, yeah, I played soccer, but I like was bad at running. So I was like, I don't like it. I just hated it. And I, yeah, I don't think I was meant to be. I didn't think I was meant to be an athletic person. Yeah. Um, I like was like joined the tennis team, but then the first thing they made us do was run. And so I quit. Back. <laughs> and I did the first thing that I started and really liked was I did crew for part of a one year in high school. They had like, they started a rowing team at my high school and I did it for a while. And I really enjoyed it. But it was also really hard and a lot of running. I'm like, why you got to run all the time? <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just going to plug in here and say that we did, what was it, the 2,000-meter yes, row yeah. recently? And uh, Nora got 801. Is yes, that correct? Oh, my so God. It's, stu- it's really stuck with me somehow. <laughs> um, I think I was talking to Tim, and you got, like, one of the most likes, I think. I know. <laughs> I was like, whoa. whoa. I, I, try, I sometimes try not to look at Waterfly because I can get too competitive with myself. And Aaron was like, oh, my God, you have comments. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> true, true. So, yeah. So, bro, I mean, that was the first thing I think that I, I really could see, like, the application of, like, the sport. And it was really fun. And it was, like, a team. And it was a community. But, yeah. It, I mean, I probably literally did it for, like, six or eight months in high school. And somehow that motion is still ingrained into my body whoa that's nuts and so so it's interesting you guys have very kind of opposite at least backgrounds it sounds and then but you guys came here and you stayed for it's been two years now mm-hmm. yeah we just had our two-year anniversary two years oh my God. a couple weeks ago what do you think what do you why do you think that is what, what do you think's helped you i guess stay here for that long um the amazing coaches <laughs> oh, you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think that really the community aspect is huge i mean knowing that we're going to show up and like see people that we totally love and like are really good friends with now. I mean, like, yeah. you know, Melissa like, was Megan's back here. in today there's and like there's been babies Suzanne? born and all the babies, okay, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, there's definitely the social community aspect. And I, but I think obviously there's also the fitness aspect of like, at least for me, somebody who thought that was, I was not athletic and like, I felt like I was a strong person, but not a coordinated or fast moving person in any way. And like having, the ability to push yourself in that way and like accomplish something every day and mm-hmm. the infinitely scalable and all that where I feel like it's very easy to be successful and to see yourself grow and change and be able to do new things and more things it just makes it really compelling to want to keep coming back and mm-hmm. keep pushing yourself and keep trying new yeah. things. Mm-hmm. All those things. And every time we're like, we don't know if we want to go today. 
And then we like go and we're like, that was amazing. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> you guys, and, you know, you guys came seven days in a row the other day, oh, the other oh, last week. That was you. a mistake. <laughs> you like dra- came in in your sweaters, of course, like yeah. Yeah. crawling. Yeah. Right. I love the cute cup, but I'm glad it's over yeah, <laughs> for, for, the sure. for the team. It's all, yeah, I guess that's like, like this competitive spirit that maybe neither of us necessarily, she thinks I'm very competitive, that neither of <laughs> us necessarily like knew. And I think it comes out, but I, it's like, I'm not competitive necessarily. Well, maybe with other people, but also against myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, there's just like all this stuff to keep working towards. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why maybe it's sticking is because like you do a benchmark and you're like, oh my God, I improved by like 30 seconds from last year. Like that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Or like there's just all these stage gates or something mm-hmm. that you keep hitting. Like we remember, we were just talking about how we never knew when we'd get off like the training bar. Mm-hmm. We're like, it was so embarrassing. It's not, by the way. But we were like, you know, on the training, like when's that going to happen? And then it, like it's gradual. Yeah, it's not like one day you're like, now I can lift. Always this thing, but like right. it happens. The next thing you know, you're like, did some RX workouts you never thought you would do, and you're like. You just keep climbing up this little hill, but like there's mm-hmm. still a whole hill ahead of you and the whole hill never goes away, but you're getting higher and higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was talking to someone about how cool you've got the moving for the first time. Now we start, we need to start building that base, right? right? Mm-hmm. So that you can start using that in a workout. You have to build up a big enough volume. Yes. Um, and that's, that's the other half of the battle once yes. you get the movement. So it, one thing I really love about you two is that you're partners in class, um, <laughs> but you you guys are also partners, am I right, and with the, the Girls Rock Camp. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about that? I think, Nora, you are the founder, yes, based on my creepy research. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not creepy. Um, and you yes. do outreach-ish. Yeah. Erin? I'm a volunteer. Well, okay. we can talk. Yeah. 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 Tell me everything. Okay. I want to know. So, yes, I am a co-founder and the executive director of Girls Rock dun, Camp dun, in Boston. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I would say that Erin is also a co-founder, even though she is in a volunteer like role. a founding volunteer. Founding volunteer, mm-hmm. exactly. So, in 2010, we just reached our 10-year anniversary as an organization. Yes. We came together with a bunch of people who were all volunteer to start the organization. And then the program director and I moved into staff paid roles and volunteers like are two still. years in or yeah and it's an international is it an international movement okay yeah so girls the girls rock camp mm-hmm. movement is definitely international i think there's about 150 camps now mm-hmm. they're like in africa japan all south, america. south america all over europe all over the united states and we're in an alliance together so we're not a franchise in any way we're all our own independent nonprofits mm. but we all share a mission to use music education and performance as tools for empowerment for girls and youth with marginalized gender identities so we all have similar programming and we really rely on each other for support so we're not like reinventing the wheel ever for mm. programs mm-hmm. but we are independent entities in our own cities so the movement the first one started in Portland Oregon in 2000 and then we started here in Boston in 2010 what, what made you decide that this is something that you would like to devote your time to? Like, this is something that you're, this, this spoke to you. Why did this speak to you? It's a great question. <laughs> I'm full uh, of them, so I've been told. Yeah, seriously. Well, so I, I stumbled upon, through some internet research, when I was in college, I had a service learning-based scholarship. So you had to do community service, or I wanted to do community service, and it, it essentially subbed work study. Part of that was that we needed to have internships over the summer that we would get supported from the foundation. And I knew I wanted to try living in Portland, Oregon. And I stumbled upon Girls Rock Camp or Rock and Roll Camp for Girls in Portland. 
And I mostly just wanted to go because I loved music. I didn't play music at that point, but I always really wanted to. Oh, I didn't. So you did not play music then? No, I did not play music. Then. Did you grow up with a family that played music at all? No. So interesting. Like, so sports, something... music, don't like it quit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But you've kind of just like, you've become that person that you've right. become the yeah, we... sports and music person in right. your family. I know. Weird. I know. My cool. mom did call me a jock recently. Yeah. Oh my God. What an honor. Cool I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Flex, flex. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, it more just sounded cool. It was an all, you know, female organization and it just sounded like a cool thing to do and like go live with my friend, whatever. And I walked into the experience of that internship, like not in any way knowing how much it would impact my life. And it completely changed my life, obviously, because now I <laughs> devote so much time to it. But the true essence of it, like has nothing to do with music. It's about teaching youth and teaching adults that they can take on. I mean, it's kind of similar, transferable to mm. CrossFit and sport. They can take on something they've never tried before. And as long as there are people who are there to support you and encourage you and you have the passion and the power to do it, then you can accomplish anything. Mm. So for this, for Girls Rock Camps, it's there's no experience necessary. And the youth pick an instrument. They come in on the Monday morning and they form a band and then from Monday to Friday, they write an original song. So all instrumentation, <clears throat> all lyrics, and then they perform on the Saturday. Whoa. So it's taking this thing that seems impossible of learning how to play an instrument and actually completing something in one week and doing it through collaboration and supportive community. So, and then also adding the fact that as women and folks of marginalized genders, we are taught to be quiet, to be small, to take, not, up, less space. take up less space, to not do something before it's perfect. So many things that are wrapped up in society and internalized that we don't even realize. And it's just saying to trash all of that, to mm -hmm. scream, to play drums, to be loud, to run around, to take up as much space as mm -hmm. possible. So music is a huge element of it, but it's also a ton of self-esteem building and like intersectional feminist perspective, like teaching youth about like, or expanding the <coughs> worldview on different topics. So many things. So many That's things. super cool. And in Portland, you met Hilkin, who's oh, your yes. business partner, and yes. my best friend, our best friend. Right. Um, so that. Hilkin <laughs> Hilkin was out volunteering because she started this thing called Punk Rock Aerobics. I like love it. Whatever time period. <laughs> yeah, same time period. And so they brought her out there to do, like, the morning <laughs> assembly to, like, do the punk rock aerobics and, you know, get everybody, like, motivated and, like, moving. Because music is so much about moving, too, mm -hmm. right? And then, like, Nora and Hilkin met. And then Hilkin was turning 40 mm -hmm. and was all like, I want to start a rock camp. Everything's terrible in the world, but I'm never going to be able to do it. And I was like, you got to do it. And then she's like, I only do it if this woman, Nora, moves back to Boston or happens to be in the area. And then, like, literally called you and you were like, I just moved back and I'm living with my mom. But you say you weren't living with your mom. No, but that's the story we no. believe in. <laughs> So it was Kismet, really. Yeah. Whoa, interesting. And um, and so what what is your involvement with it? So I was living with Hilkin okay. when she and Nora decided to start the rock camp. So I mean, wait, when were, you two weren't nope, together no. then? No. Ooh, okay, that's the next story. <laughs> yes. I need to know yes. your origin story. No, we here. were not. We'd never met. Oh my god. Um, oh. So they. Decided to start the camp, and I'm just like, I mean, I was living with Hilkin, like my house became like the de facto headquarters yeah. of the. I mean, I truly what wanted was the to. Show that you did? Oh my god! So I was really into so you think you could dance, <laughs> and it would happen on Wednesday nights, and every Wednesday night was the meeting, and I finally like I loved the volunteer meetings, and I would be like making the posters and like figuring out all the stuff with everybody, but then like one time I was like, you don't even ask me if Wednesday is okay, and that's the night of my favorite show. I have a meeting here every week. Um, <laughs> 
There was a, it was an emotional time period. It was. it was like so much work and so exhausting or whatever. But yeah, I mean, that, that my house was like the de facto headquarters of this thing that was happening. So whether I wanted to be involved or not, which I did, mm-hmm. I was just like going to do stuff. Plus, I like love to organize things and I like to write things on paper. And mm-hmm. we need a lot of posters. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me write this. But yeah, it was awesome, but it was a lot of work. And and so this yes. is my next question. Is so is this how you two met? Tell me everything. Yes. <laughs> we're supposed to talk about what we're gonna say for this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so we, you know, we heard about each other from Hilkin. Mm-hmm. And you know, like Hilkin's always like my amazing roommate. She's gonna get involved. Blah, 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 blah. Once we start going, she's so smart, she helps us out. So I heard about Aaron like crazy. I heard Nora like crazy. Mm -hmm. She's so mature for being so young. She's incredible. She's so organized and smart. Yeah. And then we met. I remember meeting Nora for the first time. And I remember being like, but I was like, I don't know why I felt that way. But Nora, I don't know if she felt that when she saw me. But we have, we also have opinions. Like I think that I came home and you were in my kitchen and you have like a different first memory. (laughs) That's true. So wait, were you both queer at that point or identifying as queer at that point? Yes. I was uh, had been in both relations with men and women, but I wasn't identifying as queer. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. So then we like organized this thing together. Like we spent an insane amount of time together through organizing. Yeah. And definitely both like not sharing in any way separately that we were falling for each other. <laughs> oh my God, keys and uh, music yeah, right here. Yeah, right. yeah. But I definitely thought that Aaron was out of my league. And not interested. We also have a 10-year age difference. Oh, so. I had no idea. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so that was like a thing, too. Wait, I really did oh, not know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're 10 years 10 apart. years apart. Oh, my goodness. Wait, so how old were each of you when you met each other? 23? What were you? I don't know. Yeah, 23. 23 and 40, 33. Oh, um, we're babies. Yes. She was a baby. Oh, I mean... Well, mm-hmm. that get, that comes up in the story. Oh, so, keep telling. So what, ha- what ha- happened was we worked all the <laughs> How many months leading up to the first camp was like six to eight months from like yeah. basically in February, Nora and Hilkin decided to do that. And the first program was held in August. So it was like a really quick turn to like having this fully operational one week long children's summer program or whatever. Mm-hmm. The camp or the summer program happened in August, and we would come home. Nora stayed at our house with Hilkin and I because we lived in JP, and the camp, the thing was in the summer program was in JP. Mm-hmm. So Nora was like sleeping over, and we would get home, and like Hilkin would go straight to bed, and Nora and I would like sit out on the porch, like drinking beers and mm-hmm. staying up to like two in the morning, even though we had to be back at like eight or seven, seven. the next day. Woo. And we what talked about everything. We were talking. Like, we were just like how amazing the thing was. We had talked about like the AIDS crisis. We yeah. talked about like every topic under the <laughs> oh sun. We were just like la da da. Like, Having we deep talks into oh the night. Exactly. We couldn't stop oh. talking. Yeah. Um, and then I was. Wait, if y'all y'all can't see Tim's face right now, but it is <laughs> pure joy. He is just in the corner giggling to himself. <laughs> but sorry, yeah, yeah, back, no, we just couldn't. We were just like, oh my god. But then the camp, the week is over, <laughs> and that was kind of like you know it. But I was like, wow, this Nora is really like just such a cool person, and like we tried to find a couple excuses to hang out, but it was also like weird and like. She's the business partner. Like, they're starting this thing. Like, romantic relationships can mess that kind of stuff up or yeah. can be weird or, like, I don't know. Yeah. If we, like, tried something and it failed miserably, it would it really be really awkward or hard or, you know, whatever. So I think we just kind of, like, were chill. We went on, yeah. We, like, went on some, like, friend dates that were super awkward. Super awkward. 
Hilton would like kind of make, like do the weird thing where she'd be like, Nora's going to have a meeting over at our house. And afterwards you're going to drive her home and you guys can get dinner together. And I'd be like, okay. And I was like, who tells you that they're going to yeah. like take this person or whatever. Matchmaking was happening. Um, and then the next summer, so like a year, the next summer oh, yeah. is when we got together. Mm-hmm. Nora was staying at my house again. And at this point in time, Hilkin was with her partner who she's now married to. And I had worked, it was a Saturday. I had like worked till nine or 10 or 11 yeah. at night or something weird. I it was like a weird, and she was at a bachelorette party. Mm. I'd end up having some wine at the end of my work day. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Things happened. Wow. Wow. And we've been together ever since. <laughs> <laughs> how, and how long is that? How long have you two been together? Been together? Nine. Nine, nine years. Almost. Oh, yeah. wow. That's no. so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But we were like we we well I guess we made out and then <laughs> I went out of town like the Aaron. next day and you had the program yeah. and then I was like oh my god this is crazy I'm not like whatever <laughs> we couldn't be like we couldn't talk about it yeah and then the next Friday Hilkin was gone again and you stayed over you were still staying at my house yeah. and that's when we were I was like we have a couple of things to talk about one our age difference two you started a business with my roommate and best friend so this is either forever or not happening at all yeah. mm-hmm. and you were like forever and I was like great sweet oh that's yeah, so lovely here we are. Here we are. oh my goodness so many years later so friends we're actually going to take a break um, because we can only record up to 30 minutes yeah. and we're like at 22 and so I feel like we should take a burpee break that or we can make some tea <laughs> And have tea with Jasmine. The shock on my face. Um, but uh, when we come back, well, maybe we'll have some uh, some more questions, get to know some more gossipy, tea-worthy Juicy. things. Excellent. Well, we'll be back. Hey, friends. Tim here. Thanks so much for listening to the very first episode of our podcast. We're only one episode in, and Jasmine and I are just bursting with excitement to hear your stories and share your voices. If you'd like to be featured on the other 23 hours, send us an email at info at jpcrossfit.com, or you can always just reach out to us before or after class. And if you think one of your fellow JPCFers should have their story told, you can nominate them, and we will reach out ourselves and give them a little nudge for you. Thank you again for listening. And now back to Jasmine and Friends. And we're back. We did neither do any burpees or I, well, I drank tea. Y'all didn't drink tea. Water. But I, ooh, water. No, it's not as good as tea. But we're back. So we were just talking about, I think, how you two met. And we've talked a little bit about Nora and her, her work with the Girls Rock Camp. And I wanted to learn a little bit more about Erin and what you do, Erin, when you're not here. Well, I am the creative director uh, of a small consulting company that my friends started like 17 or 18 years ago. And I've been there almost the whole time. I took a one-year hiatus, maybe like year five. Um, cooking school to go to cooking school. Really, mm-hmm. unknown fact. Okay, that's, that's the story <laughs> I would like to hear after this. Yes, I went to culinary school, and it's a small consulting company, and we focus on like strategic workshops for problem solving for organizations, and a lot of it is around collaboration, collaborative ways of working to find answers versus consensus driven. Um, and one of the things that we do is something called graphic facilitation or um, scribing, which is drawing conversations while people have them. So if a group is having a conversation, I would be at the whiteboard using markers and like capturing that conversation through words and pictures. Mm. And that's how I started doing it. And then our clients were always like, oh, these 
images are so great. Like we wish we could use them to like go back to the organization and like actually tell the picture, you know, tell the stories. So we were like, well, we should start doing this via graphic design. Yeah. So myself and like three other folks that work for the company sort of started an internal creative agency in the company. And now we have my, I'm head up the uh, little agency and there's six art directors and designers and we do presentations and posters and animations and all this kind of stuff like that. But as an organization, we still do the drawing stuff. And I've always actually thought Tim would be very good at my job. Yes. Wow. Um, Okay. So that's so interesting. What, what was your background before this? Did you go to school in design or something like that? I did printmaking in college. So um, I did, yeah, I got an arts degree and I didn't know graphic design because when I went to college, we had computers in the quad that you had to like, you know, oh, sign in for. Yes, um, classic. <laughs> so I got this job right before my friends started their company. I met them at this other company. And it was back when people had like huge budgets, like corporations had huge budgets. So we'd put on these like workshops and there'd be like an 18 person team. And there was all this on the job learning. So you'd be like a, a fourth like there'd be, you know, only like 12 people really needed to do the work. So it'd be like six kind of like extra people. So there was just like so much mentorship. Mm-hmm. And I was like able to learn graphic design like on a job. Wow. That's being awesome. like taught by just like peers. Where I've never taken a class or anything. I'm oh sure my, my goodness. I'm sure my hotkeys are limited by that. But um, yeah, so I just like a self-taught designer really in that sense. But I'm happy that I get to use my... I still get to like look at nice looking things on a screen every day versus getting some other kind of job, I guess. Well, it's super interesting. So both of you kind of have this history of of creating things, creating mm. these new programs. You two are both like high rollers. I love that. Like you're just like you're, 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 you're boss ladies. That makes me so happy. Do you think that's something that does that transfer over into other aspects of your life? Do you think like your ability to like create something new and mm. stick with it. Cause I imagine creating new things is very difficult. Mm. Lots, lots of work is needed to, in order to keep it going. Yeah. yeah. See, I think I'm more of a builder than a creator. Like my mm. friends started their company and I was like, Oh, take me with you. And I'm going to work really hard for you. <laughs> and like Nora started her organization. I was like, that's really cool. I'm going to volunteer my ass off for you. <laughs> um, oh, I so I feel like I'm like, I like to be like, Oh, this person's doing this really cool thing. That's awesome. I'm going to like support them and do so much to like make that even better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily need to be the risk of like the, <laughs> I like that distinction you know. builder versus creator. So then Nora, would you be the creator? essentially, so. And a builder. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that's what happens in the small nonprofits. World. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, yeah, I also I have no business background at all. I you know had volunteer, done a lot of volunteer work, but had nothing knew nothing about organizing on the scale that we are. And now I have skill sets that I don't want to have, but have. <laughs> um, and I think yeah, it definitely in other aspects. I don't really have time to do other things, but I think yeah. it is that understanding of if you put your mind to. It. I mean, it's right. All if you put the work in, yeah. you get something out of it. Right. And you can push yourself to learn and ask for help and ask other people. I mean, there is the amazing thing about the Girls Rock Alliance and other nonprofit leaders in Boston is that people, I would say especially women, because I think we are all trying to build each other up all the time, are really eager and happy to help each other. There's other music organizations in Boston where the director, you know, they're twice as old as us and are hugely successful and the directors are always reaching out being like, let's remember to get coffee. So because I'm sure you're going through some growing pains that I went Mm. through and I'd love to support you in that. 
And the amazing part of having such a big volunteer force is that people are willing to lend their skills and help build up our skills in that way also. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I can't believe what I have, we have created and built through Girls Rock Camp, but I think I do, we sometimes fantasize about like other businesses we would want to start. And I don't ever think like, well, we couldn't do that. I've mm-hmm. never, I'm like, we can't afford that. That's mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But like, we would we figure it out, you know, like that's how a mindset that I have mm-hmm. of, you know, whether it's within the business I already run or something new, I'm just like, of course we could figure that out. Somebody would help us. So mm-hmm. I think it does definitely impact the way I look at the world. It's funny how much of a parallel I think that is to something like CrossFit or, mm-hmm. or fitness in general. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's changing your mindset from I can't to I, I'm choosing right now to not prioritize this thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, theoretically, anyone can get a ring muscle up, but it, depending on where you're starting off from, like you're going to have to put in X amount of time of effort, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it just depends like, do you want to do mm-hmm. that thing or not? And it's okay to say no, mm-hmm. but it, it just is really interesting that, that parallel, you sound, you, you've been kind of reiterating this idea of you need a supportive community mm-hmm. and you need time and practice in doing the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to hear that, like, your whole mindset, it's, it's never, I can't, it's right. just not right now. Right. <laughs> what, I can't yet. <laughs> I'm curious, what, what other businesses have you, like, just fantasized about? We want... <laughs> I want to start a restaurant called Taddy Squan. <laughs> what is it? Uh, it's a name that we use to, for, to say potato skins, Taddy Squans. <laughs> <laughs> Taddy Squans. Taddy Squans. Squans. <laughs> so, well, we've talked with Hilkin also. I mean, like, why not three of us start? We've talked about, like, music venues have been closing a yeah. lot in Boston. It's mm. really limited the number of music venues that are around it. And just in general, like fun places to mm-hmm. go see music and stuff. So we've talked about like starting a bar venue, restaurant, like yeah. it's always kind of been in that vein of starting some kind of food. Right. There's always this dream, like myself and our friend Winston will be in the back cooking right. and like Hilkin's husband, Andy, will be he's the bartender. Oh, he's going to be the mop. Nora <laughs> will be like on the bar with her friendly personality with Hilkin. Yeah. But you know, we'll somebody see. cheaper real estate. Yeah. We maybe maybe. now you've said it on a on a podcast. Yeah, right. Now there's somebody no choice but Taddy Spawns. The name could change. Anyone? Anyone interested? Yeah. Taddy Spawns. Taddy Spawns. <laughs> Nobody better take that name. I know. Have you ever, you've never been to the Galway. No, see, yeah, I haven't. There are potato skins. Um, so you're mentioning that lots of these businesses where people can perform are, are closing down. Yeah. But I, I remember, I think, on Facebook a while ago, I remember I had to go to bed at, like, 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't go. But, Nora, were you performing, doing some sort of cool thing yeah. somewhere? Yeah. Well, we both play in bands. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are your band names? My band is called Sister. Mm-hmm. And then we're also in a band together <clears throat> called Dykemite. With <laughs> Stud, another There's, member. Yeah, Stud, uh, yes. yeah. Um, is the bass player in that yeah. band. And I'm also in a band called The Monsters. So that's three different bands between the two of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you juggle all that? Well, it's really hard. It gets really busy. My band is kind of on a hiatus right now, which I have this like evening free time, which I kind of haven't had in, I don't know, five years or something. It's kind of nice. I think it's just a lot of communication about like who's got practice. And we also share a practice space with mm. all the bands. So um, <laughs> there's just like back and forth, like who's practicing? Like, I'm like, you, you know, all of a sudden, like we won't see each other for the entire week because like I have band practice. Nora has like two meetings with volunteers. It can only meet after work. And then she has band practice. So I'm like, I'll see you Friday. Not really. Right. I mean, maybe I do, but yeah. then we make up. 
It's fine. It's just evening stuff. What, just deal with it. What genre are your bands? Are they different genres from each other? My band is a garage rock band. Well, that's what the Monsters are a garage rock yeah, band. I don't know what we are. I think you're 90s nostalgia. 90s nostalgia. And yeah. And then Dyke Might is like punk? hardcore punk. Queer core. Can like we hardcore, but we're not fast enough. Can we find you on Spotify? You, yeah, yes. Monsters Mons- are on Spotify. Yes. How do you spell that? Like French Misters, okay. so M O N S I E U R S with oh. a the with an S and a the whatever. So very Americanized. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so y'all can't see, but Tim literally like crawled over <laughs> the. There's a spot where he sits in the corner um, and handed me a note and wanted me to say that Aaron opened for the Foo Fighters at Fenway. Is this true? That is true. What was that like? (laughs) It was weird. It was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It was surreal. That was two summers ago. Yeah. Yeah. We got an email that literally the subject line said, Monsters open for the Foos, Fenway Park, July 25th. And we were like, what? Like, who just casually? And it was like, what do you guys think? Let us know. Ryan at Live Nation. It was like that casual. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, It was bananas. And I don't think that I talked about anything else for maybe two months. And I'm like, Nora, I'm really sorry, but I need to talk about the Fighters gig again. She'd be like, it's fine. And I'm like, okay. So what Similar happens to if. Toast of our Patronus. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which, which you just got yes, today, today, right? Yes. My teeth. Can you tell our listeners actually real quick what your Patronus was? Three times two change toes to bar. Yes. And you've been you've been you've been working hard on trying it's to so get hard. that. <laughs> you had like 15 minutes left today, right? I know. To get it. Yeah. In yes. the nick of time. Nick of time. Wow. It happened. But the Fenway was amazing. But it also it's happened really to amazing. be there, she was on a jumbotron. I was on a jumbotron. What? Oh yeah. And also funny, funny, fun facts. Like, you know they have that like that walk that comes out of the stage they call it like an ego walk which is like what the singer can like walk down and like play on or whatever when they came out or we were like meeting the stage manager and everything like setting up and they're like rule number one there's only one rule nobody but dave gets to go down the ego walk and we were like oh, okay you know like, you had to stay off the like funny little thing but it was weird because it was the showcase for the summer for the first mm-hmm. session of the girls rock which Hilkin is a founder of. I was I had a group of interns that I was working with. I was working with a group of interns as like a youth leader kind of situation. Had been there all week. And so Hilkin and I, for the first time ever, couldn't go to the showcase because we mm. were going to be at the park. Because we had to be Fenway at Fenway park. at like noon mm-hmm. or 11. But then also I'm like panicking because like Nora might not make it mm. in time for us to play because we were playing at like 5.30 and it was going to like cut it close. And also even Hilkin and Andy, Andy was like, Nora's not going to be there from the beginning. Like Nora is the <laughs> other, he talks like that. <laughs> Nora is the fourth monster. So like we've done everything with Nora. So we were just like, it was just a weird moment to have to like separate all this stuff and like Nora not be there. And I made it. Spoiler alert. Wow. <laughs> our, honey- our honeymoon was the Monsters yeah. tour. No way. Yeah. Wait, where did you tour? I'm learning so much <laughs> about you guys. Excellent. Europe. We went to Europe. Europe. Where in Europe did you go? Spain, France, Germany, Holland, Hollish, mm-hmm. um, Netherlands. Oh, yeah, we did. Hollish. Hollish. Our friend said that once. 
And no, um, I just said it on tape. So we, were <laughs> we were in Lisbon for one. Night. Oh, in Portugal for one night. Yeah. Well, that sounds exhausting. Do you do it in, half weeks in a van. Would you do it again? Yes. Interesting. Totally. What? And I actually don't think I asked this, but what do you guys each do in your band? Drums. Drums. Both of you? Mm-hmm. Except for Indictment, Nora sings. Or yes. screams, rather. Do you do screamo? No. Oh. I can't do that. <laughs> I'd be I so wish. impressed. No, just yelling. <laughs> she's, an, she's an amazing yeller. Um, oh but yeah, so that's, that's the only time I Dykemite does have two shows coming up in April That's that true. all of you could come and see. Yes, do the plug. Do the plug. When is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Um, there's one in Roslindale. So close. Oh, yeah. April But it might be on a Tuesday. 14th. I don't know. And then we'll maybe the April group. 25th. You know, put in the show notes, yeah. as they say. Yeah. We, we just also... basically do two shows a year, and they usually are like two weeks apart. So that's, that's what's happening. Yes. If you could, If you could perform for anyone... Right now, who would you perform, perform for, for? Someone, oh, God, like or open up for? Who? Would oh, you oh, oh, oh! Yeah, I thought you know who's go. in the audience. I was like, my dad. My mom. <laughs> you can um, open up for anyone. Oh, wow, that's hard. That's a great question. I don't know. That's really hard. I, I think Courtney Barnett. Oh yeah, she's cool. You guys would fit with her. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's like legendary people that would be amazing. Yeah, there's like also who? Just, like current people. I don't know. I feel like whenever I get these questions, I'm like, I don't know any musicians. I know. All I can think of is like, <laughs> I don't Prince. like music. Prince. 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 I'm like the gossip. I mean, that's well, that'd be cool. awesome. I was actually in Minnesota the day Prince died. Oh. Um, and it was nuts. They yeah. like, everything turned purple everywhere. Oh, and that's yeah. all they played 24-7. And people are like walking around the streets crying. And I was yeah. like, what? What is going on here? Who is like, I, I know Prince is like a, a person. But coming from LA, he's not like one of ours, you know. Yeah. Um, cool. So, so this is kind of like how you guys would you say spend your other twenty three hours, or is there something I forgot to ask about that you guys do on your spare time? That's the most of it. Yeah, I think music, a lot of volunteer or meetings with camp stuff or Girls Rock stuff. Our adorable puppy. We spend yes. a lot of time with her, obviously. Mm-hmm. Cooking. <laughs> eating, eating, eating. Um, yeah, excellent. So then, so for every show, we want to kind of finish off with these kind of core questions that we want to ask. So the first question is: You guys know we just finished the Quidditch Cup, right? Yes. Um, yep. And I hope everyone Our knows, knows. <laughs> what a Patronus is, right? Yeah. But in order to cast a Patronus, you need to have like a memory of love and happiness. So my question for you is what is the memory that you would use to cast your Patronus? I had to Google what that meant because I'm not a Harry <laughs> Potter person. And I was like, I don't know. What, I was like, hopefully Jasmine will tell us. So you have to pull, you pull on a memory of love. Mm-hmm. Do you want an example? Yes. Is that helpful? Yes, yes, yes. My Patronus that I can think of right now is I had a best friend in college. And in midnight, there's – there's one night in midnight we we went walking through the street because it's a small town, Iowa. You can like go anywhere and you don't have to be afraid for your life. And we found this tree that had these like beautiful white blossoms and we climbed it and we stayed up there for like three hours. And for the first time I saw this firefly like come out and in front. I'd never seen a firefly before. Um, mm-hmm. And I just felt like an overwhelming amount of just like love for her, for where I was, for my decisions in life. I was in the middle of Iowa. I was originally from you know mm-hmm. LA. What am I doing with my life? But I think that was almost like a sublime moment. Mm-hmm. And if everything felt right and I felt happy. So I would use that to cast my Patronus mm-hmm. if that is a 
helpful example. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm very lucky to maybe have had a lot of those moments in my life. Mm-hmm. So that's hard to choose. Probably should say our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I think maybe I would say, and I don't, it's weird because I, I feel like it's more of a feeling than a specific memory. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that's allowed. Yeah, it's totally But allowed. one of my favorite things or places to be in the world is it doesn't matter necessarily which beach, but like mm-hmm. on a beach in really hot sun with Nora and the dog. And like the sound of like the waves and the feeling of the sun on your skin and the salt water in your skin and like person laying next to you. Like I love that mm-hmm. feeling whenever we can do that. So maybe that would be my – is that a memory yeah. or is that a – like a, it, that sounds like both, which is totally fine. I love that. That's nice right now. Yeah. I, I was sound. thinking about being on a beach with you as well. I was thinking about happy memories. Cute. Cute. <laughs> we need to have a buzzer. We were saying, we press the button and it goes, cute, 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 cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that. Like, cute, 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 cute. So, wait. So, Nora, would you say yours is also beach? Yeah. Just the just wedding like night? A, is it? Like a relaxed <clears throat> moment together. Um, I like the, we've had some fun, like, night beach times. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I was also thinking which I'm taking away from you, so I'm sorry. But how I always want to, like, lay in the yard. And oh. the last summer you, like, made, like, what I don't know what was happening, but you are like, come out here. And I was like, I don't want to. And you, like, got a blanket. And, like, we had, like, one. And we, like, laid in our backyard and, like, looked at the stars. And I'm doing air quotes because, <laughs> yeah. like, the city. Right. But I was like, that's all I ever want to do. So now we do that sometimes that's in true. the summer, which is really awesome. That sounds so sweet, you too. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, and so our final question, yes. sort of, is bringing it back to CrossFit, back to why we're here, um, is what is your favorite movement and or favorite workout and or both? Silence. <laughs> we don't like any of it. We hate it all. We're just here because our coaches are so beautiful looking. Yes. You both are so beautiful. Yes. Very true. Um, I think that's really hard because I don't like automatically be like snatch. Well, first of all, I can't imagine that ever being my answer, which I do like maybe snatch, you actually. do. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Surprise. I do like a snatch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> think of a movement I guess well no I'm about to say burpee which is like a terrible thing to come out of my mouth but I feel like I hated burpees so much when we started and now like I can do burpees and I like sort of enjoy doing them and I feel like I'm kind of okay at doing them and like that's just really surprising for me so like I almost want to say it but then they're like so gross that I don't want to say it yeah it's pretty bad (laughs) I I know I know yeah, I don't know if I, like, get really that excited about any CrossFit moves. <laughs> you kind of like wall balls a lot, I which like I wall think balls. is gross. Mm-hmm. I don't mind wall balls. But I feel like I have, like, a favorite kind of workout. Yeah. Okay, what's your favorite kind of workout? Which is Like, I like – we well, we we do. We, we like go. a slog. Yeah. We like, like, a 26-minute brutal thing with, like, a barbell and a bunch of cardio stuff. And like, a lot I of like movements. we move across the room. Yeah. There was one recently. It was like a thirty-five. This is like one my one of my favorite memories. It was like a thirty-five pound dumbbell, and we had to like do step up, and there was something else, and we had to run outside with the dumbbell. Mm. It was like maybe less. I don't know when that would have been because it was, it was nice, nice out. out. Yeah, but like it was so horrible, but like I loved every <laughs> second of it. <laughs> You're just kind of grunting yeah, your way through yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, nothing feels better than yeah. that. 
and enough differences in movement. Like if it's just like three things, you're only doing like three of each thing, that gets like so repetitive. Yeah. I'd rather it be like slightly longer lengths of like four movements. Four and five movements is definitely the sweet spot for yeah. most folks because yeah. you have enough transitions. Yeah. You don't really feel bored in any one thing. Right. Awesome, friends. Do you have any last words to say for our wonderful listeners? Thanks for listening. Thank you. Cool. And if, if people wanted to connect with you, either about the work that you do or connect with you about how to also buy matching sweaters, yes. how could they best reach out to you? I could put a tiny note in our banana and broccoli locker. Um, oh, yeah, secret, secret notes. Or, you know, we're on the internet. Our bands are both on Bandcamp. Can you recap your band's names mm-hmm. one more time for our listeners? Um, my sister. And how do you that. spell that? S-I-S-T-E-R. Mm-hmm. And then we're in Dykemite, which is D-Y-K-E-M-I-T-E. <laughs> uh-huh. And the Monsieurs. The Monsieurs. Yes. Which is the hardest one. T-H-E-M-O-N-S-I-E-U-R-S. Yeah, because this is the the U.S. and yeah. <laughs> we yeah. don't do too well at learning multiple no, languages, right. do we? Well, I mean, um, we're on, I guess, the messenger, and I mean, happy to give my email address out. Maybe not over a podcast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, awesome, wonderful. Yeah. Well, thanks you two for you. Uh, being our first interviewees. Thank you. Yes. It's wonderful. You're great at this. Yeah. Thank you. Good job. Good job. Bye, friends. Bye. 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 Hey friends, Tim again. Just wanted to finish Aaron and Nora's plug and go through the shows they have lined up in April. Dykemite, that's the band with both Aaron and Nora and Stud, are playing at the Square Root in Rosendale on April 11th. That's a Saturday night. And then they're playing again at O'Brien's Pub in Alston on April 25th. That's also a Saturday And then Nora had also mentioned that Kelly and Nisha are participating in the camp and their performances are coming up and they're going to both be at once in Somerville. Once is the name of the venue. It's on Highland Street in Somerville. Kelly's is going to be on Saturday, March 8th and Nisha's is going to be on Saturday, April 6th. Once again, thank you so much for listening. We're really looking forward to chatting with you all more and more. Take care, be safe. We'll see you soon.